Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your thanks. Appreciate the applause. <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach Bob Huggins, and I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan Brand unis during my time. Now you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Now we are live at Meals in Clifton. Big shout out as always to Rich and Kelly for making this happen. Yeah. And all the good folks here at Mio's. Mio. Our mailman in the building. And we got the mailman here. Shout out the mailman. <laughs> um, also, big shout out for our support staff, our producers, Stu and Colin. If you can give them a round of applause, they make all this happen as well. Now we are live before every home game usually two hours before every home game. Our podcast lasts for an hour. You can always come in, get some pizza, have some drinks, and then head over to the game. So far, we've had Keith Greger was our first guest. I thought Keith was great. Deontay Vaughn, fourth all-time leading scorer in Bearcat history. And one of the great, great walk-ons in Bearcat history, Zach Tobler, Zach. was our last guest. Now, a couple of programming notes. Uh, there will not be a podcast on November 27th before the Monmouth game, but we will be back for December 5th for the Bryant game. And I'm going to go ahead and announce our special guest for that game. Our special guest, he will be arriving on a horse, Art Long. <laughs> Art Long. <laughs> now, <laughs> Listen, I can say that because Art and I, we talk, so he, he knows I'm, I'm kidding. Art Long will, will be our guest, so that's going to be a big one. That's going to be super exciting to see. So also, let me throw this out as well. On December 11th, UC plays Xavier. That week, we're going to do a podcast here, which will be December 9th on a Thursday. We're going to invite some Xavier Bearcat players of the past, and we're going to do a podcast, kind of a crosstown shootout podcast here. Uh, we'll send out more details on that, and you can follow Mio's on social media, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, that information will be there as well. <laughs> now, this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably, and you won't lose any credit or have to start over. And also, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG. Now, what people are here to hear, I'm excited to welcome in this Bearcat legend. Bearcat legend. He played for the Bearcats from 1991 to 1993 for Bob Huggins. Played in the Final Four in Elite Eight. Spent 11 seasons in the NBA. Let's welcome in number 44, Corey Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> now, for, for those out there that don't know, Corey Blunt, of all the people I've interviewed, of all the former Bearcat players, this man has had one of the most amazing lives. And we're going to hear some great stories here. Now, you're, you're 52, right? Yep. 52. 
You've had a great life, Corey. Man, I, I, I'll take that. I'll receive that. You've got a long, you got a lot more life to live and a lot more stories to tell. <laughs> um, let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your Bearcat career just a little bit, uh, the Bearcat family. What former players maybe that you played with or just guys, you know, that have played for the Bearcats do you still talk to and keep in touch with? Well, uh, first, I just want to thank Mio's for allowing this podcast to take place. And i uh, got to give you a shout-out, too, man. You're doing a phenomenal job. I'm definitely a fan of the podcast. Thank you. You guys definitely keep up the good work. And um, I'm really appreciative that he had an opportunity to come speak to some fans. One thing I do, I do have to say is uh, when he mentioned Xavier, you guys didn't say a damn thing. So I know, <laughs> I know I'm home. So for that to happen, yeah, it's all love. But, that's uh, right. You know, I... Honestly, I keep in contact with a, every, a lot of players, man, from my era with uh, Nick Van Exel, Eric Martin, Terrence Gibson, Herb Jones, to the uh, mix era with uh, Deontay, uh, you know, all kind of, you know, Hugs call me the grandfather of the program oh. because so many former guys, Tony Bobbitt, uh, Antonio <laughs> Wingsfield, Art Long, you know, all those guys are still like family to me and we all communicate. And I, I truly believe that that's true, the grandfather of the program. A lot of people, former players, gravitate to you. Why do you think that is? Well, probably because uh, I was on one of the most successful teams to come through Cincinnati in a long time. And um, being able to be one of the first first round picks for the universities since the 70s, uh, wow. being drafted as a 25th pick in the first round by the Bulls, I, no one had done that before me or even uh, after, after the uh, whole situation when Hugs got the job. So I was one of his first picks, and I think that kind of led the uh, foundation for me being able to be like one of the most likable, respectable, and uh, most knowledge player from, from this era. For sure. And, you know, I was li recently listened to a Kevin Hart interview, and he said that one of the problems with a lot of people that have been successful, and that is they're scared to share knowledge of success with other people. Oh. But you, and I think this is personally why a lot of the players gravitate to you, because you're not scared to share knowledge with them and give them the truth. I recently called you a couple weeks ago, and we talked for 45 minutes maybe on the phone, yep. and you were dropping nuggets on me and giving me advice. Yeah. And that's priceless. And it's priceless for you know a lot of these guys who play, who have played, that are looking for mentorship, and I think you've been that. Well, like like you said earlier, I'm an old man now, so <laughs> <laughs> you know most old men drop knowledge if they can and if it's received also. And I just you know I'm a bearcat to the to the fullest, man. I love Cincinnati. I love being uh, around the program and being engaged with the community. So whenever I can help, man, and especially if it's doing something to encourage, you know, these new bearcats to achieve and succeed, man, I'm all for that. Yeah, absolutely. If we can give a shout out, I talked about uh, what former players do you still, you know, talk to. If everybody, all the Bearcat fans, we have another Bearcat great in here. If we yep, can yep. all give him a big round of applause, if he can stand up. Terrence yeah. Gibson, a.k.a. T-Rat. That's my point guard. That's Hug's first recruit. Yeah, T-Rat Gibson in the building. Uh, Corey, could you say a couple words about T-Rat? Oh my God, where can I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I start off like this. Out of all the players during our era, Terrence was the only one that could tell Hugs how he felt and Hugs could say what he wanted 
but he could never win that argument because Rat always won the argument. <laughs> always. I don't won. think no other player can even continue that. Say that Rat yeah. won every argument against Hugs. Like Hugs wanted to kick him out, and Terrence would say, "I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> this is my team." And they go back and forth, back and forth, and then Terrence will still be in practice till we end. So everybody else, once he said, "Get the hell out," we was out of there. <laughs> That's good stuff. So let me ask you this. And I like asking former players this. What made you want to be a Bearcat? Oh, man. Because you were recruited by a lot of schools. Yeah, I think the thing that really was the deciding factor for me is because um, Eric and Terry, man, honestly. I was the National Junior College Player of the Year. I just won the National Championship back-to-back. -back. I was the uh, National, National Junior College Player of the Year. So I had other options, but Eric and Terry... And I can't remember if it was Eric or Terry said, man, could you imagine what we'd do if we all go to the same school? Mm -hmm. And we were sitting around just pondering and talking trash to each other. And uh, it just hit like that. Like, man, well, what school is recruiting all of us? And I think Eric said, well, I got, I got an offer from Cincinnati. And Terry said, I got an offer from Cincinnati. And I was like, well, where's Cincinnati at? <laughs> right. Only thing I knew about Cincinnati was WKRP, man. I didn't know nothing about the basketball program. I used to love me some WKRP. So when he said that, I was like, well, man, I know it's a show that I like out there. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up running into Coach Mo uh, when he was visiting Eric to recruit him. And Mo said, well, I, we really wanted to try to get you, but you verbally committed to go to UNLV. I had verbally committed to go to UNLV. So after talking to Mo, I told him I'd take the trip came out here, took the recruiting trip. Me and Terry came at the same time. Uh, met Jeff Ruby, who, who laid it out for us, really showed us a good time. And then once I met the guys here and got a good feel for the city, me and Terry was like, man, this, this could be home for us. And I said, man, if you commit and Eric commit, I'm in. So we just made a pact, like we were all gonna go to the same school. And I think you guys really shifted the recruiting for, for the Bearcats because you've got three guys coming from the complete opposite side of the map, that, that didn't happen very much. Yeah, a lot of people from California thought Hugs cheated. Like, they thought we got this big bag of money and all that and <laughs> was trying to investigate everything, but it wasn't nowhere nothing like that. We just, at the last minute, we all decided to commit to the university, and a lot of my friends and other players that I played against was like, man, I know y'all got a bag. I know y'all, <laughs> man, we didn't get a dime. Right. <laughs> Matter of fact, we, we drove here in a Plymouth Sundance to let you know how, how much we got to come to the University of Cincinnati. So right. we just made that commitment, thought it would be a good feel. And, you know, my grandmother wanted me to go to school. Uh, she told me to get as far away from California as you possibly can. So and you, this was you, the one. That <laughs> yeah, you about did that. Yep. We're live at Meals in Clifton with my guest, Bearcat legend, Corey Blunt. Now, Corey, if you talk to a lot of the players that played for Bob Huggins, there's a tremendous amount of love for him. And I have a lot of Bearcat fans ask me, and I want you to answer this question because I have an answer for them, but what is it about Bob Huggins that makes him different? Former players, players that play for him now, they absolutely love him. And he's intense, he's hard on folks, but what it is about Bob Huggins that makes him different? Man, how can I answer that within a 30-minute segment? Um, you know, Hugs was he, was, he was definitely something that you had to get used to. I mean, <laughs> an acquired taste. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, when I first came in, if they would have had a transfer portal when I got here, 
I was going to say I'd be the first one, but Eric would beat me to it. Eric, probably would, Eric Martin would have been first, and I would have been right behind him because the intensity was just on a whole, ne- whole nother level. I came from a coach that the worst thing he said was Jesus crime in him. Mm. You know, in junior college, that's all my coach would tell. Jesus crime in him, Corey. Jesus crime in him, Eric. Once we got here, it was a, a, whole, a whole level, a higher pay grade of yeah. language that we weren't used to, and it was hard for me to accept. I, right. Honestly, it, it was difficult. But, you know, uh, after figuring out the method behind the madness and really getting to know Coach, man, and, and it's so many stories I can tell for what he's done for me personally, even during that time while I was in school, you just found out he was real. You know, besides, besides all the, the vulgarity and the de- putting you down, at the same time, right after it was over, it was over, and he picking you right back up. Yeah. So if you were able to live through that part of it and adapt, you were able to win over Coach Hugs, and I think – he knew we had a special group. Uh, he knew we were a bunch of transfers, so we, and we didn't have nowhere else to go, too. So. Yeah, <laughs> you were stuck. <laughs> yeah, we were stuck, so he was able to get that off. But it was just a genuine love, man. I think for those who were able to withstand it and stick it out for hugs, man, you will find that he's one of the most genuinely loving coaches that you're going to have. Uh, he's going to push you to the highest level. Like I remember one day he said, man, I'm like the Marine Corps. I'm looking for a few good men. Yeah. Everybody can't be a Bearcat. Yep. And at that time, I was already a Bearcat when he said that, so I knew exactly what he meant. But that was it, man. It was just a genuine love and respect. And I don't think every coach can pull that off. No, I agree. I agree. But he has that rare gift. Uh, You know, the thing that really amazes me about him is when I found out he was a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. High-level academic his whole life. Where does that vulgarity come from? (laughs) (laughs) But... I guess when you're versatile like that, you can pull that off. So, yeah, I, I would say that, man. It was just really understanding the method behind his madness. And he wanted to win. You know, he, he valued win. He valued guys playing tough and competing at a high level. And he pushed for that every practice and every game. Now, I know Bearcat fans, they love to get kind of the inside scoop. And I call it they want to get a peek inside the locker room. So could you give Bearcat fans here your best Bob Huggins story? Oh, my God. There's so many of them. But here's, here's a good one. I... I didn't really realize how funny this was until I started making money. I'm gonna leave it right there. I didn't realize how funny this was until I started making money. So we're playing Michigan State. And you know, it was a nip and tuck game all the way through. And then at the last like three minutes, they went up by 10. So we come in at halftime. And uh, so we're sitting there. I already, we're like eight games in the season, so I figured my routine out. I'm gonna get a towel, I'm gonna put it around my face, because the last thing I want this dude to see me laughing, <laughs> and it's over. So I put the towel around my face, and he comes in, and he's going off. And I just remember, I used to, you know, I'm growing up from California, and I always used to look, man, he had this Rolex with diamonds in it. I think he, he had got it from some award or something they had gave him, and they gave him this diamond Rolex. And he's going off, going off, going off. And he takes his watch off and smashes it against the wall. Boom! And I just remember the little diamonds flying everywhere, right? So when I saw that, I licked my fingers and started... (laughs) (laughs) I started... Terrence, to tell you, I started picking them little diamonds up like, man, he mad, but I know these things got to be worth something. So that was one, man. I put them little diamonds in. And he's like, what are you doing? Are you you're the main ring? I'm like, all right, all right. But I got these diamonds you done threw against this wall. So that was one. And then the second time, we're playing Miami of Ohio. And it was the same scenario he had already warned us about. 
the atmosphere up there. Really, it's a rivalry, but it ain't really promoted as a rivalry. So he's telling us how tough this game going to be for us. So we come out, Nick hitting shots, I'm scoring. You know, we're killing them at first, and then they make a run. So at halftime, he come in and does his usual ramp. And then, oh, I, I told you guys, nobody is ready to play. I want every one of you guys to know you're getting your ass kicked by a bunch of white guys with circle driveways. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it? What's a circle driveway? Like, I had no clue what a circle driveway. So now I'm playing, it, it hit, I'm, I'm serious. That was the exact comment. You guys are getting your ass kicked by a bunch of guys with circle driveways. So I'm playing for the Bulls now, and I'm driving, <laughs> I'm driving up and I'm seeing these houses with the little circle driveways. I'm like, that's, oh, okay. That's, I, it, uh, three years later, I finally understood that comment. Like, oh, these people with money we was getting our hands <laughs> to. So. That was some of the cliche things that Hugs would tell us, man, that was a little above our pay grade, but eventually right. we got it, man. Now let's, let's segue, I, I do, before we jump into talking about Wes Miller and this current basketball team, I do want to talk about your NBA career. You just mentioned when you were playing with the Bulls. Yeah. Now, what most people out here don't know, um, you've had an amazing life, like I said. You, you played with some of the greats, and in my eyes, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. Can you talk a little bit about your Bulls experience and playing with Michael Jordan? It was kind of an odd situation how you ended up playing with Jordan. Yeah, uh, to, to, to piggyback into that story, I'm from California, so my, my idol was Magic Johnson. Yep. Nick was from Wisconsin, Kenosha, and that's like two hours from Chicago. So it would be endless nights where me and Nick would be arguing about who's the best player. Magic Johnson or, Mag or, or Michael, Mac Michael Jordan. So, of course, I knew who Mike was, and I was a big fan, but I would never tell Nick, like, man, that's the best player ever, because I'm, I'm telling Magic Johnson is the best player ever. So I ended up getting drafted by the Bulls, and he ended up getting drafted by the Lakers. <laughs> right. So I'm telling him, like, well, I'm getting ready to play with your idol, yeah. and I'm going to dunk on his ass when I get a chance, <laughs> just talking trash, talking trash. So one day uh, – for everybody who, who don't know how it goes, once you sign your, your, your contract, they fly you in, you sign your contract. I met with Jerry. He gave me two things. He gave me a, a, a signing bonus check, and he gave me a keypad. And this keypad was the card that would allow me to get in the gym whenever I wanted to. It was like they had just built this, the Berto Center, so it was a new facility with endless access to it. I can go in there at 3 in the morning if I want to go shoot. So I'm excited, you know, a young rook. So one night, uh, I don't remember what happened, but I went in there just to go shoot, like about 1.30 in the morning, just left my apartment and went in there. I'm in the gym shooting, and all of a sudden the lights come on. I'm like, damn, who else here this late? So I look to the right, he come in, and it's Mike. I'm like, oh, snap, how am I, how am I gonna handle this? You know what I'm saying? So he walks in and he says, uh, What's going on, young fella? Man, welcome to the Bulls. You know, I heard a lot of good things about you. I'm like, man, I appreciate it. You know, I'm excited, ready to work hard. I said, well, you know, I know why I'm here. You know, what you here to do? I just had to come get some things off my mind, come get some shots up and stuff. This is what I do, you know, when, I, when I'm trying to get my mind. I said, man, well, you want to play one-on-one? -on -one? You know what I'm saying? He's like, nah, I didn't come for here. I didn't, I didn't come here for that tonight, but you're going to get your opportunity when, you, when I see you the next time. So I'm in there. He's on the other side of the court, and I'm still shooting. And I just stopped shooting, and I was watching him like, man, something's going on, man. Like, he, he wasn't too vocal about it, but I knew something was going on. So 
I sat there and watched him for a minute, and I went back, I went over there and like, man, you sure you don't want me to rebound or you don't want to play one-on-one -on -one before I leave? you like, no, I'm good. So that was the first time I had met Mike that night. Well, three weeks go by, he announces he's retiring. Mm. So it always made me think back like, man, that, was, that night he was really contemplating what his next move was going to be. So that let me know uh, that I was really one of the first ones to know something wasn't right in right. the Bulls organization. And I met him, man, and, and then when he came back to basketball, of course, we would play open gym. And I used to always tell him, you'll never dunk on me. And I remember he made a comment like, you better check my resume, young fella. <laughs> like, I don't care. You ain't going to never dunk on me. So we get to the charity all-star game. with uh, Scotty Pippen off yeah. the yep, charity game. <laughs> yep. We get to that, man. i never forget, man. He, Ron Harper had him at the top of the key. I'm on the help side guarding, uh, I think it was Penny or somebody. And he came down the middle, and my mind was like, okay, this is when I'm about to block this shit right here. And man, I went up and he went up and I saw how high he was and I tried to get out the way and before I could get out the way, boom! He like, I told you! I said, oh, hurry up take the ball out, G, hurry up take the ball out. So that was, you know, my first introduction to, to Mike more so than anything. Well, let me say something. That video is on YouTube. Man, I already know, man. <laughs> they don't want to hear about that, man. If you go to YouTube and look up the Scotty Pippen charity game, you can see Michael Jordan yeah, he, dunking on Corey yeah. and then talking trash yeah, to him. He called me. <laughs> I told you, I told you. I'm like, man, go on, man. Take the ball out, man. Take the ball out. But yeah, so that was, you know, I already knew what I was in, in was gonna be blessed to be in the presence of. I mean, Mike was the best player by far at that time so for me to get drafted and knowing I was gonna get ready to compete against guys like that it was just an honor at that time yeah so there's another thing on YouTube that I love actually it's one of my favorite commercials of all time and that's one of Michael Jordan's commercials for his shoes yeah it was called the frozen moment commercial for yep. the Jordan 12s yep. and you're in it yeah which I, I, I just think is absolutely amazing me being such a Michael Jordan fan fan of the sneakers and I'm watching a commercial and it's back when we had the VHS and I'm rewinding I'm like that's Corey that's Corey <laughs> I mean that that's amazing that you're in a Jordan commercial well, it's a funny story behind that too because uh, I was supposed to be in Sean Rook's position you know at, at the end of the commercial get dunked, dunked on Sean Rook <laughs> and I'm like oh hell no I'm not doing that they like well what do you want us to do I said man move me to the top of the key I played the part where he spin off me before I stay under the basket. So they went to Sean was like, well, you want to? Sean was like, I don't care. I said, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I ended up moving to the top of the key, and that's when he spin off me, and, and that's what happened with that. But I was supposed to be that one underneath the rim. That's, now, were you, did you watch, you watch, obviously you did, The Last Dance. Yes. Were I, you in The Last Dance at all? Were I had a clips? little cameo in there when he walked, walking out the Birdo Center, and I'm walk, he's walking in, and I'm walking out. Uh, you know, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was I, a rookie. I love The Last Dance. I know. I, I love I mean, it. Come it, on, man. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I sit in a different chair where I, I'm watching it. But Scottie Pippen did not like The Last Dance. And no. Bearcat fans, I recently was in Corey Blunt's office, and we were talking about some business things. And Corey hands me this box. And Corey goes, open this box. I opened the box. And it's an autograph. There's like a note. Scotty Pippen has sent Corey a copy of his new book where he's kind of dogging on Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I, I couldn't touch it. I had to give it back to Corey. I said, 
can't, I can't touch yeah, it. Yeah, he was a hater, man. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to touch the book, man. But what, what's Scotty's beef, man? I need to know. Man, it, it's it's kind of hard to explain that situation, just from my point of view. And, and the reason I say that is because when I came to the Bulls, Michael Jordan was the man. Then he left to go play basketball, so that made Scottie Pippen the man. And the things that I saw Scottie Pippen do during that year when Mike was gone, it kind of, to me, I can't speak for everybody else, but it proved to me that Scottie was almost a far superior basketball player than Mike. Now, don't, not a score, but basketball player. And what I mean by that, that year when Scottie led the team, he led our team in scoring, rebounding, Block shots, assists, and rebounds. Did you hear what I just said? I, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> he led our team Everything. in every category, right. man. And this dude would do it on both ends of the court, night in, night out. And I'm like, man, this dude is amazing. Unfortunately, we just didn't go as far as Mike went when he was there. So I think in, in, in Pip's mind, he never wanted to be received as a Batman. Like, no high-caliber player want to be the second fiddle to nobody. You know, so by them, the media and people perceiving him as Batman, he, he, he didn't really want to accept that because he knew in his mind, like, man, I know when if you look at my statistics while I'm in control, it's far more superior than what Mike is. Can't touch the scoring, yeah. but rebounds, block shots, steals, assists, he dominated that. And that was the gift that Scotty has. So I think more so than anything, it's not really a, a hate. It's just like I, I feel I deserve my respect on the same level as Mike. And I, and I can understand that. Yeah. And, and this, this younger generation, um, each generation will have their own guy. You know, yeah. before Jordan, of course, there was Oscar Robertson. Uh, our producer, Stu Holt, will argue with me every single day. His guy's Kobe. No like, doubt. His guy is Kobe Bryant. You were fortunate enough to play with Kobe Bryant. Yep. And obviously, Kobe uh, passed away. Very, very sad day. Where were you when you heard the news Kobe Bryant passed away? Man, I was right across the street getting ready to take my daughter and her friends to a women's basketball game. I had just pulled up into the, the driveway to drop them off, and Nick had texted me. Nick Van Exel texts you. Nick texts me like, man, I heard Kobe died or Kobe got killed or something. I'm like, no. bro, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, nah, for real. So I didn't even, I'm like, man, I didn't see nothing. And then all of a sudden, a little news flash came from TMZ because I'm a T. And it said that Kobe was involved in the uh, helicopter crash along with Rick Fox. Uh huh. I so remember I, Rick Fox. I'm like, damn. So I sat in the car, like, man, all of a sudden my phone's all of a sudden, these, everybody started texting me. So I sat in the car and I'm like, man, let me find out what's going on. And then it, it was a reality, you know, then it was known that Kobe was in that helicopter. So I was just like, I was, I was, I was blown away, dog. Like I really couldn't even, I didn't even go into the game till halftime because I was sitting here trying to rationalize really what these people are saying. Like, man, is Kobe dead? Yeah. Or is he, you know? And then they, that's when they came later and said his daughter was on the plane with him. So I'm just like, oh my god, you know what I mean? So I sat there and and contemplated that, but it was, it was just a sad situation, man. Uh, everybody talk about their relationships with Kobe, but I know for a fact. The times that I spent with him and the, the things that we shared together is all factual and it was more so, I, I can honestly say and feel that when Kobe first came to the Lakers, if, he, if you were to ask him out of all the players 
that were involved with him on a daily basis, he'd say me. Wow. I swear to him, he'd have to say me. Well, and, and that's a, and I do want to use that as a segue because when, when Kobe had his retirement celebration, you were there. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Want to talk about that a little well, bit? Well, not just that, but he reached out to me when I was late in my career and was like, man, look like them legs getting weak, blunt. <laughs> I said, yeah, man, and I'm running down here with these young dummies talking about Tyson Chandler and uh, Eddie Curry like, I'm about to be done, man. Yeah. He's like, well, bro, if you're going to be done, you're going to come to L.A. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get you to L.A., dog. I said, all right, make it happen. So he made it happen. You know, I was in camp with the Lakers that year. Uh, was out there, and me and Kobe, you know, he told me, man, for that, at least you can retire a Laker. You sorry. You know, right. he always talks shit. That's one thing he always did. So I ended up going out there my last year and finished with the Lakers. I retired with the Lakers. Yeah. So – uh, tell Bearcat fans here that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember you telling me this one time, Kobe had a perception of Bearcat basketball oh, and Bearcat yeah. players. So <laughs> Kobe Bryant had talked to Corey Blunt about his perception of Bearcat and Bearcat players. You want to speak on that? Yeah, it was during the retirement ceremony, man. I had just, I had just got in, and uh, me and Ruben was together. Yep. And so uh, I'm walking through the tunnel, and, and his, his bodyguard or somebody like, man, Kobe want to holler at you. I'm like, where he at? He's like, he in the locker room getting ready for the game. So I'm like, all right, I'll be in there. So I end up running into Shaq and Rick and them. So I'm talking, and the guy comes and say, man, Kobe want to holler at you. I said, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. So I walk through the tunnel. I go in there, and I'm like, Rook. You know, that's what I Rook. And he started laughing, motherfucking C. Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> So we laugh and hug, man, because there was so many other stories that, you know, that we remembered. He's like, man, I had, to, I had to just say what's up, man, but I definitely got to tell you this. I'm like, what's up? He said, man, what's wrong with you crazy motherfuckers from Cincinnati? Excuse <laughs> my French. But no, no. I'm like, uh, what you mean? He said, okay, let's start with you. <laughs> let's start with Nick. Yep. Let's start with Ruben. <laughs> and then <laughs> Tony Bobby. Tony Bobby. <laughs> Antonio Wingfield. <laughs> <laughs> so we in tears, like we both laughing every time yep. he calls somebody name. And I say, well, I said, man, okay, you say that, but at the end of that is one thing we all got in common. He was like, what's that? I said, we play hard than a motherfucker, right? Absolutely. Like, oh, no doubt, no doubt. So we laughed about that, man. And I said, I remember I'm saying, man, what you gonna do tonight? He said, I'm, I'm gonna finish well. I'm gonna finish well. So I go in the back, it's me, Gary Payton, uh, Eldon Campbell, Cedric Sabalas, uh, you know, a bunch of former players back there. And it, we were sitting at, it was a table, something like this. And Gary Payton made the comment like, I got $50, he scored 30 tonight. And I'm like, well, shoot, I think he's going to score 25. I got 50, he scored 25. And Eldon said, I got 30, you know, we, everybody start putting in the pot. And so Gary said, well, okay, whoever uh, get the closest, they win the pot. Nobody says 60. I uh -huh. promise you nobody says right. 60. And I don't remember who won the pot. But when we was sitting in them stands, man, and this dude did what he did that night, it was by far solidified to me that he was the coldest. Yeah. At that stage, at that level, to end it like that, I don't, I don't think no other – I don't know about what Wilton them did, but during our era, I don't think no other player did, did it the way Kobe did it. I got another story that I always find amusing too. Yep. We had just, I'm playing, like, I'm playing for the Bulls my, you know, my later years. 
So I'm coming in I'm coming to the arena, me and Tyson Chandler walking up the tunnel and Kobe come in. Blind. I'm like, man, what's going on? He said, man, I know you're glad to be back in LA. I'm like, yeah, we just got through stumping on, on Portland, so we're coming down here to get a win too. He said, I don't know if that's gonna happen <laughs> like that. I mean, well, I'm, man, we hot right now. We done beat the last three, we two and three on this road trip, and we gotta get this one, because I'm back at the crib. He said, well, you know what I'm gonna do for you? I'm gonna let y'all win all the way to the fourth quarter. Man, who the hell you think you are? You know what I'm saying? Now, for you, blood, I'm gonna let y'all win all the way to the fourth quarter. So we winning all the way at halftime, right? I never forget a ball got scrambled. It came into my lap and I hit like a, a shot right before the buzzer. You can look it up on YouTube. I hit a shot right before the buzzer. And he was like, damn, you would get lucky enough to hit some shit like that. <laughs> so we laughing walking off the court. So the third quarter start, I'm not even playing. So every time he's scoring, he's looking at me like, uh -huh. hope you enjoying this because you ain't got long. Uh -huh. <laughs> And so we was up until the fourth, the fourth quarter start. I'm like, yeah, we got this one. I think we was up by like eight. Man, Kobe scored like 22 points in the fourth quarter to win that game. Dog. Went off. And every time he scored a basket, he looked at he me looked like. <laughs> that's crazy. So he was one of a kind, man. And that's crazy you guys have that, that connection. Oh, yeah. We are live at Mio's with former Bearcat great Corey Blunt. And when we finish our podcast, when we get towards the end, we do have some giveaways. I have several giveaways when we get towards the end of the podcast. Now, Corey, I, I want to jump into and start talking about this season's Bearcat basketball team. I want to talk about Wes Miller. So a lot of Bearcat fans, when they were going through the hiring process after Coach Brandon was let go, uh, there was a lot of talks that Eric Martin potentially could get the job. Yep. A lot of the former players were pushing for Eric Martin, myself, you, and many others. Um, Eric did not get the job, as we know. Yep. And there were quite a few former players that were upset about that. And you were vocal about being upset about that process. Yep. Can you talk to the Bearcat fans a little bit about what, what upset you? Like, let them understand in the minds of a former player how that upset you. Well, for me, it was, it, was, it, it kind of stemmed from when Hugs got fired, to be honest, because I remember Hugs made the comment saying that, how are we going to allow someone outside our family to dictate the decisions in our future with this program? Mm -hmm. And Nancy had just really got there, you know what I mean? So that always resonated with me, like, man, as a Bearcat and what Hugs had kind of uh, created, this was a family atmosphere, like, man, former players was come. You know, back then, everybody was coming back. Pro players, guys from overseas. So this was considered a family uh, atmosphere. And so when, once he made that comment, it always stayed with me. And then, so now we got an opportunity where we got two former players that are in the coaches' upper echelon of coaching. You know, Nick coached at Texas a and, uh, mm -hmm. was it Texas Southern. Texas Southern. And has, so he had the college experience. Then he coached in the NBA. So I'm like, okay, that checks Nick off for the opportunity. But the only thing about Nick, he didn't have his degree. So I knew that was going to be an issue. So I said, well, what about Eric checked off everything? Been, with, been in coaching for the last 15 years, high-level program, under a, a Hall of Fame coach, definitely a Bearcat. Yeah. You know, so it's like almost an opportunity for us to hire inside our family. And not just on that strength, he had also – committed to donating money to the program. Mm. Nick Van Exel donated money to the program. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, well, who else would be better fit to bring a level of excitement, bring a, a newness uh, where the fans can be excited about, you know, I could, I'd already had visions of the advertising and everything. So I'm like, oh, this would be a good fit for, for not just me, but for everybody in Cincinnati. So that was more so from my, my perspective. I thought that it would just be a good feel and a, a fresh new look and identity to say, man, we are returning back to the roots. You know, the one thing that you all take pride at is once you get your degree from the University of Cincinnati, you are considered a Bearcat. So I'm thinking that the program, this is an opportunity for them to prove that, you know. And unfortunately, it didn't go that way. Um, I remember I was reaching out to uh, uh, the athletic director, John Cunningham, kind of gave me my spiel why I think Eric would be a good pick, but he chose to go a different route. And I wasn't happy with it at first because I felt we, before that, we had brought um, Coach Brennan from NKU. So I'm like, why are we always bringing guys up instead of bringing somebody at a higher program down to us so we can kind of maintain that, that relevancy? So that was my mindset also. But he didn't, that didn't happen. And when they brought the new coach on, I didn't know nothing about <laughs> right. Right. Um, I think I put on my Twitter UNCGCWR all them other extra words. <laughs> LMNOP. <laughs> and I was just being sarcastic, but I just felt I just felt in my mind like, man, we here we go starting from scratch again. But you know, to fast forward, man, um, after meeting Coach, having a good conversation with Coach, and understanding the pedigree where he came from and his true desires for what he wants to do with his program the way he's embraced the community and really reached out to former players. Man, I salute the guy. I see his attitude. I have been blessed to have some good conversation with him. And I think we are definitely, we should feel good about the decision uh, John Cunningham made by hiring uh, Wes Miller. Now, now, tell Bearcat fans, how did Coach Miller get a hold of you? And what was that sit-down conversation like? Did you meet at his office? Was it just by phone? Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was because of you. You know, yep. um, I think he reached out to you. I don't know how he ended up reaching out to you, but I think you told him, like, man, I, if you really want to kind of start the foundation off right, there's a few players that you should really reach out to. And uh, he did that based off what you told him. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he called me like, man, I've been trying to get in contact with you. I would really like to sit down with you and get your thoughts on, on the program and, and what I need to do to, to move forward. So I ended up coming to his office, met his assistant coaches, which I think he has a phenomenal staff. I man. agree. I, I, I'm really impressed with these guys. Like, of course, m me being who I am playing in the NBA and the things I did here, of course they show me that, that special – but I think they do that to every former player, man. Yep. And that's powerful to me. Yep. Like, so I respect all those guys for that, man. They're, man, once you walk in the gym, the first thing he had the players come definitely introduce themselves to you, basically saying thank you for what you've done. They're like, man, it's all top shelf. And I think he got that because he came from a high-level program. He brought that up to my attention. Like when he goes back to North Carolina, as him being nowhere near who I was for our program, the respect he gets when he goes back to North Carolina, and he wants that here at the University of Cincinnati. So, you know, hearing that and seeing that and then talking to him and then really seeing the product he's put together based off this first year. I know it's early in the season, but I do – one thing I can say is these guys are competing at a high level. Has the uh, 
the competition been real high? I mean, you can't really say because we don't really know what college basketball has to offer yet. But based off the what I've seen, I am impressed with the, the product he's putting on the floor. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I, and I love what you said. I, I think he's done an amazing job embracing the former players, no matter if you're a walk-on in the NBA. He's yeah. trying to bring you know everybody together, and I, I really love that. And I do a little bit later, don't let me forget, I want to talk about you know, the former players kind of forming a union together and yeah. doing some things. So I do want to talk about that in a little okay. bit. But let's dive a little bit more into this season's team. You were at the last game. They put you on the Jumbotron, and they said Corey Blunt's in the house. Now, you didn't show the highlight <laughs> video. They duped you. Tell them what yeah. happened. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I didn't expect this, man. I, at the last minute, I decided I wanted to go to the game. I said, you know what? I wasn't doing nothing. I was going to watch it at home. And I said, man, let me get out the house. So I go to the I called DeMar, like, man, I think I want to come to the game tonight. He said, well, don't worry about it. You, you always, you know, former players, we got you guys. We, we got a special section for you. And that's another thing. Like, I've been to many games. And if it wasn't for the alumni, and there's some guys in here who I got to definitely tip my hat off to, those guys would say, hey, I'm, I got tickets, or you want to come to the game with me? And that would usually be how I would go to the game. I hadn't bought no season tickets because of the, the, the resources and the networking I had with some of the boosters. So I was just like, at the last minute, I called tomorrow, like, man, I think I want to come to the game. He's like, well, all right, it's done. Don't worry about it. I got you. How many you need? I said, well, I'm coming by myself. He said, okay. So I came to the game, and I'm sitting behind the bench, you know, had my hat on and everything. All of a sudden, the, the camera guy walks over, hey, 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 Corey, you mind doing us a favor? I'm like, what kind of favor, you know? Man, we just want you to come and have court and wave and say hi, and we're going to show some of your highlights. I said, well, you're going to show some of my highlights? Like, yeah, okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, yeah, let's do this. So I'm, I said, is it some dunks? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got you, we got you. So I walk over there, and the little guy got his little mouthpiece on. He's going, I guess he's talking back to the guys in the trailer. And they finally tell him, like, uh, we don't have no clips of Corey Blunt. <laughs> he's like, well, they don't have your highlights. I said, well, Oh, man, what the? <laughs> he duped you. He said, but just come on, the Bearcat going to be with you. I said, man, I do. It ain't no problem. But, yeah, he, he duped me. They got me to go out there and wave, which it, it wasn't no problem, man. You know, yeah. I love coming in that gym anyway. And I, I tell you, Wes Miller is responsible for behind the bench where players sit. Yeah. Him and his staff made it a point. He, he even asked me one time, where do the former players sit? And I'm like, I, wherever I don't. Wherever they can. I don't, wherever they can. He yeah. goes, no. They are sitting behind the bench, and fans are going to see them there supporting us. No doubt. He gets that from North Carolina because yeah, that's yeah. what North Carolina does, and I love that touch that he added. Another thing I want you to talk about for Bearcat fans, and that is how, is, how important is it to have a former player, or should I say players, on the staff with Dermar and Kyle Washington? How important is that? It's huge. It's huge because that, that goes back to that family uh, atmosphere. Yep. You know, now that now you're proving that you're part of this thing. Like, yeah, he could have easily brought back the guys from where he was from and brought in some new guys, but he knew that in order to really put a stamp on this, this uh, program, he had to bring in some former guys. He told me who he was bringing in, you know, and I'm like, man, that, that sounds – you got somebody from Hugs there and yep. you got somebody from Mix there. Yep. And that could be the glue to bringing everybody back together. And I mean – He's, he's younger than I am, man, but the dude is so his, – his, his swag is so, is so dope, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm really impressed with Coach, man. I'm, I'm with, I tell him every time, man, I am seriously wishing you the best here. 
And if there's anything I could do to help, man, please let me know. And, and he loves that. And one of the things I love about Coach Miller is he will ask you, he will ask me, anybody that comes to practice, what's your opinion? What yeah. do you see? Yeah. Anything we should do differently? Yeah. After one of the games, I run into him, and he's like, what would you see? Yeah. Anything we can do better? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I said, Coach, I'm not in the, trench, in the trenches with you guys yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really want to comment. I said, I think you guys are doing well. well but he'll, he'll reach out to you yeah, and ask you. We had that same conversation because I ended up going in the back with Keith Gregor. You know, because Keith didn't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling good the other night. <laughs> you know That's, why? Because he did the podcast here. And no, he had, he told yeah. me all of, oh, and he told me I definitely better give him a shout-out. So shout-out to Keith Gregor. <laughs> Everybody, please do me one favor and give Keith Gregor a round of applause so he won't hit me in the face for not giving him a shout-out for doing this last week. But uh, I love Keith. Keith was a freshman, my, my, my junior and senior. But... Yeah, so I, I just think that uh, we walked in the back and, you know, I ran into Coach, and he was like, man, I was not happy the way it started. And I said, man, well, Coach, as a player, I'm just speaking from my perspective. We go from playing Georgia to get hyped up for Appalachian State. Uh, Alabama and Alabama, yeah, Alabama. That's tough. Yeah. That's, that's that's a, yeah, it's a different level of – and he like, damn it, we got to be ready to play every night. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, that's what most people, you, as a boss, you, you, you will say that. But as an employee, that's a little different to, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to take. But, yeah, he, he was just, he, he wants to put out a superior product every. And, and he did make the comment, too, like the first game, he said, man, this was an amazing atmosphere. I heard that. An amazing atmosphere. And I think that's the thing I, I told him, like, man, one thing I do know is, Bearcat fans will show up to this place. Absolutely. You know, especially that, what was it, 137676 or whatever it was? At the, at the old place? 13,176. I told him that's all I was accustomed to was sellouts every night. Mm -hmm. So if you get it going, we'll be in this building. So I think he respects that. So, so what's your impression of this year's basketball team, what you've watched so far? Man, I, I, think, they, I think he's done a good job so far of bringing in bigs, that are willing to know their roles, compete at a high level, and also know how to go after the ball. And what I mean by that, the games that I saw, they really tried to rebound the basketball. And that's to me, I'm not, to, to me that wasn't as, as strong as a, 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 a situation we had last year, I'm gonna put it like that. But these guys are really, uh, I mean, what are we, 7'1", 6'10", 611 the size is there and then when you mix that with the group of guards and forwards that we have as far as the shooters the tempo the style I, I see it being successful until proven otherwise I mean the schedule should permit us to be pretty damn good so yeah as long as we continue to b uh, buy into the system and they keep competing at that high level I think we're gonna be all right just based off what I've seen so far now being a being a big man uh, one of the things that I love to see is the rim protection from this basketball team. Yeah. Guys blocking shots. Yeah. You know, listen, as a guard, sometimes it happens. Guys are going to get around you. Right. And fortunate from back in, you know, 1999 when I played, if somebody got around you, Kenyon Martin was there. Oh, Jermaine yeah. Tate was yeah. there. We had guys. How important is the rim protection, and what have you seen thus far? With well, that? I, the thing that Alabama did to me was they – brought their small forwards in to, I don't remember the kid's name, but he had a wicked right it, jump hook, yeah. and he was killing them with that. He was. So the bigs were out on the wing, yep. and I think that was by design. 
But the games before that, when I was watching them, their bigs blocked shots and really went out their way to, to affect shots also. As a big man, you're not going to always block it. But the, the fact that you know that you had an impact on that shot going in based on being there, having a good presence there, is just as good as a blocked shot. And from what I've seen so far, those guys are active and really putting forth that effort. Yeah, absolutely. So I do want to talk about a couple guys on the, on the roster. Before the podcast, you and I were talking a little bit. Uh, what have you seen thus far in, in terms of players that you really like, not only this year, but their future potential? Well, um, of course, Davenport, to me, Davenport is the whole, <laughs> Davenport is the identity of the team, man. I love his yes. energy. I love his, his effort. I love his competitiveness. I've been watching this kid for the last four or five years, and he's a winner, and he competes at a high level. Um, respect to his uh, passing of his father, which I, I, I had a chance to, to know his dad from interaction with him and, and rest in peace for him. But I just think Jeremiah Davenport is really going to be the glue and the, and the leader of this team just Great. off of effort and energy and his ability to score the ball. Great. But, there's, uh, you know, we talked about, um, what's the kid's name? Jared Hensley. I like him, I man. I do too. And I, I think I, I found that likeness when I went to the uh, little preseason uh, jammery or whatever. Uh -huh. the, and they had a dunk contest. Yep. And I'm like, man, you need to do this, do this. He's like, all right, I got you, I got you. <laughs> and I saw the athleticism. And I saw his ability to really move pretty good. So I'm like, man, to me, that reminds me of me. I was a big man that could actually move laterally and get up and down the court. He's young. So I'm thinking if he gets the chance to develop right toolage, he has the potential to be a, a solid 15 and 9 guy, mm -hmm. you know, in this mm -hmm. system. And I, I really believe that with, with him. You know, there's other guys. Of course, the Julius, you know, I've, I've followed him ever since he came from Michigan State. You know, he's definitely one of the key guys for us. Well, why don't you, why don't you speak about David DeJulius? And, and this game in 2021, guard play is so very important. Right. You know, keeping our turnovers limited. I remember Hugs used to always say this. If we are under 10 turnovers, we win every game. No so doubt. moving forward, I always watch basketball, and I look to see where our turnovers are. And when our turnovers are low, we're winning a basketball game. And the ball's in David DeJulius' hands as well as Mike Adams-Woods, but talk a little bit about uh, David and his guard play thus far. David, David is, the, to me, out of all the players, he's probably the most uh, experienced player, I can say that, just playing on that high level because he came from Michigan and then him being able to play for Brennan, you know, last year. So I think this is a good opportunity for him to really show his full capabilities of what he can do, definitely scoring-wise, but just being that team leader also. You know, I'm sitting on the on the uh, behind the bench, and I'm seeing these guys are really uh, relying on his leadership. So he's a he's a critical, vital part of us being able to sustain a winning season this year. And I think Coach kind of put that on him based off who he is, and he has the ability to do it. I mean, it's just being able to really focus on and knowing that that's his role. I, I can't speak on if he's accepted that or not. But based off the times I've seen him, I think he's really ready for that opportunity. And I, I'm a fan. I, I really like his game. You know, I, I like his competitiveness and what he brings to the table. Now, we're playing Presbyterian tonight. What are your expectations going to the game? What, what do you want to see from the tip to the buzzer from this Bearcat basketball team? You know, I, 
I'm a, I'm a player first. So it's like last game. Me and Melvin Levy was sitting behind the bench, and at halftime, you knew it, to, you know, it was a close game, and I'm like, bro, we're going to open this thing up <laughs> yeah, in the second yeah. half. So I'm assuming it might be the same thing tonight, unless they're just that bad. But if they compete. They got a couple kids that can play. Well, they, yeah. then they're going to compete, you yeah. know what I mean? But if they don't, uh, we will probably beat them by 20 or 30. If they compete, we should win by 15 or 20. So I, I probably I perceive that being the case. We should easily score 80 to 90 points tonight. Uh, and I'm just basing that. I haven't seen this team, but just based on the levels of basketball, we should at least score 80 to 90. If we, what we scored last game, 80-something? I think 80-something 80, 80 points. Yeah, so it, yeah. we should definitely be able to repeat that. 80, 89 points, yeah. 89 to 66. Yeah, so we should definitely. I don't know. Uh, I remember back in the day, wait, am I – when you score, we score 100 points. They used to give. We used to give like, yeah, you get like or? a free pizza or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we might have to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. I do. I do remember that. It, w- it would be like on the ticket, the yep. back of the, yep. uh, the back of the ticket. So give give us all a prediction tonight, Corey Blunt. How many points do you think we win by tonight? I say we win by 24. 24. 24. I like that. I like that. My prediction is because of last game, Alabama A&M, I think the coaching staff has a focus on these guys to start off a little better and increase that lead. I'm going to go with 26. 20. I'm oh, gonna, big difference. I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 20. Yeah, me worried for a second like <laughs> I was going to say like 40. Yeah. <laughs> my prediction I thought my prediction going to be way off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So, a uh, couple things I want to dive into before we finish up here is right. you and I have had this conversation on several occasions. I know Bearcat fans love when former players come back. They love when former players are engaged. We have talked about kind of forming some sort of union and bringing former players together where we do more things as a unit, things in the community, things business-wise, working the networking system. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think that's, that's vital because we have so many former Bearcat basketball players still living in the city of Cincinnati. Doing great things. Doing good things, man, and working with reputable companies yep. as well. So I, I don't know why it's like that. Um, but we are, we haven't been able to promote that for some reason. And I think at the age I'm at, Terrence Gibson, Terry Nelson, uh, you know, just I'm just speaking from guys from my team, we would always talk about it's probably going to be on us to galvanize these guys and do some events and bring everybody together. And we talked about it a lot, but we've never put forth the final, final product. And I, now talking to you and, and talking to other former players, I think it's time um, the, the we ha- I feel we have a coach that's willing to support us. Yeah, I agree. Not a knock on the coaches before, but I don't think the other coaches were more uh, willing to get out there and, and say that, hey, I want to help these former players do this, this, and this. I think Wes gets it, and I think he's willing to, to step out on the ledge, and we have to we have to represent him well. I mean, if he puts his name out there for us, we have to represent him in the most professional way that's, that, that we can do. So you want to bring in guys that's willing to understand what, what it's all about. And right now is a good time for it. Uh, the, the, at, the atmosphere is good. I think fans are excited about this new, this new era of uh, basketball under Coach Miller. So Going to the Big 12? Going to the Big 12. I think it'll be a, a, a good time to do that. 
So tell Bearcat fans what Corey Blunt is doing right now. Oh, man, how much time we got? <laughs> man, Four minutes I, uh, and 26 seconds. Well, I own a promotional products company first. You know, uh, well, basically do what most companies do as far as just small promotional product items. And, and I do that because that allows me to raise money to give scholarships to certain organizations that I deem that I want to be a part of. So I use my promotional product arm as that. And then I have a, an apparel line that I started based on education and graduation. You know, I was the first one in my family to ever graduate from a four-year school. And from that, I wanted to be able to leave some kind of branding or legacy to, to promote that. And uh, we finally finished uh, my brand getting completed. It's called Graduate Apparel, where we acknowledge and inspire academic achievement. And I feel that that's so important in today's society because education has to be the key, man. And we have to keep reinforcing and showing the value of it. And that's what this brand is, the staple of this brand is all about that. And uh, I, you know, I want to do things in the community to, to kind of promote education and, and, and get involved with other organizations that's doing that. So that's one premise that I'm doing. I'm also, a lot of people don't know, my name is in the United States Patent Office. I got a patent, you know. I created this thing called the V-Band, it's a visor. And it's a, it's a story behind that. Uh, you know, when I played basketball, I always wore a headband. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one day I'm on my ride in lawnmower and it's hot and I got my headband on, blocking the sweat, but I can't stop the, the sun from being in my eyes. Uh -huh. So I'm like, well, why haven't nobody put a sweatband and a, a visor together? So I go back, I get off the lawnmower and I go in the house and start looking at it and nobody has done it. So I call my attorney like, man, I think I got a product. <laughs> And so I ended up playing, meeting with some, uh, uh, it, was, it was a long process because nobody could really nail it. So I reached out to the NBA. I'm like, man, who does your headbands? Because the quality of headbands I was getting was trash. So I said, who does your headband? And they turned me on to their supplier. I met with them, and man, they nailed it. So I ended up creating this thing called the V-Band. It's a visor and a headband uh -huh. put together. So we, we launched that. It's on Amazon. It was the number one visor being sold on Amazon. Really? So I do take credit for that. Somebody like myself is uh, doing very well on Amazon right now. Well, unfortunately, it's not visor time right now. So yeah, yeah. it probably will pick back up in the summer. So that's one thing. And then I also own a, a restaurant. I own Happy's Pizza on North Bend and Daily. Uh, I invested in that. Uh, real happy about that endeavor, man. I, I had a sports bar before. I owned a garage sports bar and grill that I bought from my dear friend right there, Dan Wheeler. So he gave me the opportunity to become a business owner when I when I tried to do it. And shout out Dan. Shout out Dan. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Yep. So that that uh, that led me on to try to get in the restaurant business, and that was my first. This is my first uh, venture outside of the garage. I ended up getting Happy's Pizza. That's great. And, and like we said before, a lot of former players are doing great things in this community, yeah. like yourself. Uh, Corey, I, I have a couple more questions uh, for you before we get to the end and some giveaways. Uh, quick, quick questions, quick answers. In your career, what was your favorite season and why of your entire basketball career? My favorite season in my it was definitely going to the Final Four. Final Four. Love definitely it. going to the Final Four. You got to give it up for that yeah. one. By far. By far. And, and the reason I say that is because, when, like I said, when I came to the University of Cincinnati, um, 
Only thing I knew about was Oscar Robinson and, and WKRP. So right. I never thought that we would achieve what we achieved as fast as we did. Yeah, it was and quick. It was quick. Like my first year here, we went to the Final Four. So once we did that, man, the, the reception we got when we came back from, from, from Indianapolis, man, the city just opened their arms for us. That whole era or that time frame where, you know, the videos and the imagery of people not respecting Bearcat basketball. Uh, we deemed ourselves the Rodney Dangerfield of and college basketball. No respect. no respect. And we rode that all the way to the Final Four. So I would, by far, that would probably be my best experience. Nice. All right. Now, this is an odd question. All right. Now, I've not prepped you for any of this stuff. Odd question. Corey Blunt, in his prime, we're talking about one-on-one. -on -one. You guys listen to this. I'm asking Corey this question. Corey Blunt in his prime, you were a great defender. Corey Blunt in his prime versus the big O in his prime, one-on-one -on -one to 10. Who wins and what's the score? Oh, I win. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I'm 6'10", man. I'm a bagging, what, oh, 6'8", six, 6'6"? Six, six? I can't see myself losing to nobody that's, that's smaller than me. So if, we, if we're playing Real basketball going to 10, I'm going to take the ball, dribble him down, and jump hook. He ain't going to block it. So unless he <laughs> gonna stop dunk me on from the big o. that space up, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going straight in. Love it. No doubt. 100. Last question. If I can beat Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen one-on-one, -on -one, I think I could be yep. able to get Fair okay. enough. Now, Put last, that out there. <laughs> tweet that out. <laughs> well, don't tweet out. <laughs> it's facts. Oh, I ain't going <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to talk about Bearcat, okay, Bearcat teammates. If you had to go to battle and you could only take one former Bearcat teammate with you, who would you take to battle? Oh, my God. What kind of question is that, That's a man? tough question. I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, it, how, how do you answer that? Because now you got to transcend errors. I mean, no, I, just when you play. Oh, when I oh, played, because I was about to say, Oscar no, just Robinson when you played. By far is like the most. No, just when you played, because, and when I ask this question, I talk about somebody that brings toughness. Like, you know, I'm going to battle, whatever battle it is. I'm not losing because I got this guy on my side. Man. For me, if I'm going to battle from one of my teammates from the Bear, it's Kenyon Martin. We ain't losing. Fight. Chess, whatever. We ain't losing. Who is that for you? Jesus. Uh, I can't just name one player, man. As much uh. as I'm trying to really put in my mind one player, because I'm looking at Kenyon. I'm looking at Eric Hicks. Just from your, your time, though. My, just, just, like my team? Yes, your teams. Oh, Herb Jones. Herb Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's a okay. no-brainer. Why? Because Herb had a, a unique way of scoring, a unique feel for the ball and his intensity was high level far as far as he 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 be he do anything he do everything necessary to win games. Nick Van Exel was by far the most prolific guy, but I wouldn't I'd pick Herb over Nick. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Herb was a scoring phenom like he led our team in scoring and rebound at 6-4, so that yep. that let you know what <laughs> what kind of do. So, uh, Bearcat fans, what we're going to do now, uh, we have some giveaways. Hey, Rich, could you come help me with the uh, giveaways? Uh, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask some questions. And the people that get the questions right, we've got some giveaways. Uh, Rich, can you help me out? Uh, 
as I, as I drop them everywhere. Uh, Rich, who are these giveaways from? Sam Adams. Sam Adams. And um, also. And I also brought some uh, giveaways from my company, Graduate Apparel, where we got some hoodies and some T-shirts that we're going to give away to some uh, people who have some. You guys really check out the quality. These are not no cheap hoodies, man. So really man. understand. We bringing quality to the table. <laughs> Corey, Corey brought a lot of gear hey, for I'll, giveaways. I Can we give Corey some love? Man, show me some love, man. Whoops, oh, that's not it. That's not oh, it. Oh, we're going to keep that's that to the side. <laughs> All right, I've got some questions here. Let me make sure I don't block the YouTube. What size you wear? If you wear a small, medium, I got it. All right, let me One do of them is already gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll make sure make we sure don't get that in the camera. Don't get here. a medium away. Thank you. One of our, we got a new producer here. We got to put you on staff. All right. Thanks to Sam Adams, too. Corey. First question we're going to ask to the folks out here. How many NBA teams did Corey Blunt play on? Woo. Raise your hand if you have an answer. Back here in the shirt. You can't look it up. You, can't look it up. you said five. Ah. Wrong. <laughs> Six. Wrong. Ah. Two's wrong. What? Who said seven? Ding 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 ding! Come on up, come on up! You get a, we'll get you a gift. I got the second part of the question. I already. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm overstepping my boundaries. Never mind. I am the. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm. You know I'm on it. I am not the host. What's your name again? Justin. What size you want, man? Pick up, go in there and see if you find a large. Yeah, come over here, Justin. Slide it over and there so you got to walk across them. Well, watch the, watch the, the camera, camera there. You can uh, go through that. You got to fold it back up, too, man, if you unfold it. <laughs> put, put, <laughs> putting you to work. All right, let's jump into our next question here. If we can do this. Corey played for seven... NBA teams. Name one of them. Yep, Bulls, come on up. Man, that was easy. Jesus Christ. Well, we got a lot of stuff to give away. We got to ask some easy questions, too. I got a question. All right, Corey's going to ask the next question. Uh, and you got to raise your hand. You can't just blurt it out. Name the four teams that was in the Final Four my, my junior year. You got to pick somebody. Okay, the four, name the four teams that were in the final four, Corey's junior year. Junior year. Yes, sir. Mich ding, 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 ding. Winner. <laughs> Shaman. Good job, man. We'll get you covered. <laughs> Good yeah, take the back. Thanks, man. <laughs> Good? All right, man. Right over, oh, right over here. here. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, the senior year. Okay. You think they can get that? Uh, that might be a little tough. I, I, I got it. I got it. This is a tough one. This is a tough question. Raise your hand. Can someone tell me, and T-Rat, don't tip anybody off. Yeah, don't count if he answers. T-Rat, you can't answer this. 
Corey's from California. What city is he from oh in California? Nobody's known to know that. We got to raise your hand. <laughs> in California. Do he, has a, do he have a UC degree that said Houston, California? <laughs> we got to work on Any, that, man. Xavier guy in the building. Anybody? <laughs> anybody get this? That's where Eric was from. Eric Martin's from Monrovia. Monrovia. Come on up. And it's not Africa. Not Africa. Monrovia, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Yes, sir. I, I've got an easy one. This should be easy. You can come around and grab one of these. Yeah. Easy question, I think. Samuel Adams gear, right? Well, yeah, we have uh, Sam Adams' uh, stuff as well. So, Rich, if you could help out with the Sam Adams stuff. What? This is easy. What is Corey Blunt's <laughs> jersey number from UC? 44. 44. Come on up. Man, you raise your hand real quick. Man, that was good. He was on yeah, that. Man, it's a, it's a lot of famous 44s, too. You're the most famous, though, right? No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. That's a ladies. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. This, this one here. This question here, a lot of people get this wrong. How many NBA championship rings does Corey Blunt have? Raise your hand. I played for the Bulls and the Lakers, so do the math. He says two, and <laughs> he says one, and what do you say? He says three, three, wrong. Four is wrong. Zero, right here. Zero right. is the winner. Right here, come on up. Corey Blunt played with Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, and has Scotty. Scotty, no championship Only rings. Only one didn't get a ring, man. Uh, oh, you're small? They've been working out, huh? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a ladies. What size is that one? No, the medium's gone already, so I think she's good. Or we got some Samuel Adams. We got some other stuff. That, that, what size is that? that? What size is this? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna check the size on that one. This is a large. This is a large. We're good. Man, <laughs> at the muscles over there. We got one large men and one ladies. That's a large. Oh, we got one large T-shirt. Oh, I thought she got the gray one. No, she didn't. Okay, that's her. We have one large left. One large and one and medium. And some Sam Adams. Uh, Corey, why don't you go ahead and ask the next, next question? All right. Uh, let me think of a good one. Then. Let's go to my senior year. What team did we beat four times? No, I'm sorry. That's my junior year. What team did we beat four times in the, case of, in the course of one year? Memphis, right here. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we got two, but oh. yeah, come on, they're both of you. Right. That's fine. Uh, 
Medium. Medium and large. Thank you. Now we got some Samuel Adams stuff. We got some, we got some Sam Adams stuff over here we're going we're gonna to give away too. Um, got some scarves and scarves, some beanies. It's wintertime. Some beanies. All right, this is, a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Most people here are just going to just have to just guess this one. What size shoe does Corey Blunt wear? And it's a big shoe. What did you say, 15? He said 16. You said 16? It's a size 16. You're the winner. Man. That's pretty good. Because he wears 16. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. Get some, we got some Sam Adams gifts over here. We'll do, uh, we'll do two more questions here, and we'll let everyone get on their way. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, we'll be back doing our next podcast on December 5th, I believe I said. That's the Bryant game, and our special guest will be former Bearcat great Art Long. Art Long. You guys remember Art Long? Let's see. Trust me, Samuel Adams has some nice stuff up here, man. You got to ask some more questions because I'm looking at this stuff. I need to answer one of these I think questions. I need one of those beanies going to the game tonight. Man. Covering my bald head. Um, once again, we're live in Mio's in Clifton with Corey Blunt. Doing some giveaways here. Let me think of another question here. Um, oh, I got it. Can somebody tell me what team did the Bearcats play when Corey Blunt broke the basket, broke he the rim. broke the rim, and they Delayed had to the game stop for the game. Two hours. Two hours. You see those <laughs> those muscles. What team were they playing? Right, you got to raise Somebody your hand. Somebody said Aiken. <laughs> what you say, Houston? No, it wasn't Houston. It was a nationally televised game too. National televised game. What you say? Memphis. Yeah, that's there? right. There it is. Memphis, come on up. Good job. Hey, he's bald like me. We got some beanies over here for the winter time. Uh, so if you need some beanies. Great, perfect. You like a beanie? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's. Uh, I just got. I just got fouled, and none of my teammates came. And I just got fouled, and none of my teammates came and picked me up off the ground. So the next time I said, man, I'll get that ball. I'm going to try to tear the backboard off. <laughs> Got a nice little layup from Nick. And, and, and broke it. Broke it. All right, we'll do, uh, we'll do a couple more here. Um, okay, got a, got, a, got a good question. And I'm trying to think how to ask. After 11 years, what team did I finally retire with in the NBA? What was the last team I played for in the NBA? Last team Corey Blunt played for in the NBA. Cleveland? Nope. Who said that? He said L.A. There it is. L.A., the Lakers. The Lakers. Yep. Come on up and get some Sam Adams gear. That means he was paying attention because I told that story about how Kobe brought me back brought my back last, for your year. last Somebody year. Somebody listening in class. I didn't tell him I did it in your basement. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a great question. This, hey, this crowd here, this looks like a rap crowd, so a lot of people here listen to hip-hop. I, I can tell. 
<laughs> he said, what? What rapper, what famous rapper wore a bear cat, it was like a shirt, it was a bear cat shirt that was given to him by Corey, Nick, and several of the Bearcat players. What famous rapper, and he is deceased. Who said that? Tupac, you're right, come on up. Hey, uh, Corey, tell him real quick how, uh, oh, uh, uh, Tupac. Good job, man. Wait, which, you get a scarf. Yeah, you got a scarf and a beanie. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Corey. Uh, oh, what up, man? <laughs> we got a legend in the building. We do. What's up? Good. Corey, uh, you want to tell everybody, obviously, Tupac being one of the greatest rappers of all time. You had spent some time with Tupac. You have some actual yeah, it footage. Was, it was uh, during, during my Laker days. You know, we were, everybody loved us just based off the style. And me being from California, and Dr. Dre and all those guys used to always say, man, we, we love the way y'all play, man. And I was like, man, y'all got to start representing. And we just started saying, man, y'all going to start wearing Bearcat apparel. And... One day I looked up, man, it was Dre, and, and Dre had the hat on, and, and Pac had the, the it was a, uh, it, it almost uh, looked like a hockey-type nah, jersey. Nah, it, wasn't a hockey, it was a warm-up jersey. Warm-up, warm-up top. Warm up top. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Now, hey, uh, Bearcat fans, what we'll do, I know we've got some other uh, Sam Adams gear here. You're welcome to come up and, and, and meet Corey and talk to Corey, and we'll give you uh, some of the gear. Um, I, I, I do want you guys to... Uh, finish up your food, get your drinks. Uh, make sure you tip all the people here very well. Um, can we give a round of applause to Bearcat great Corey Blunt for coming and taking his time? I want to thank everybody at Mio's for the hospitality, the warmth. The atmosphere is beautiful, and I will be back at the, for the next podcast. Absolutely. Uh, when you get ready to do it, too. Corey, when I was in Corey's office, he said, man, I'm coming to everyone. I'm going to be your co-host. <laughs> I said, hey, you're, you're. Find my spot. I need my spot. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody give a shout out to Rich and Kelly Amios for the hospitality. And let's make sure that we continue to make Mio's a destination and epicenter for your pregame and postgame experience for Bearcat oh, yeah. Athletics. And I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Let's Podcast. Let's go Bearcats tonight. Go Bearcats! <laughs>